with another quirky science video. It's been two weeks since I've done another science video. So I hope you guys have missed it because I love science. Thank you for listening to Homo in Training. My name is Jay Daye and I am one of two hosts on this podcast. The Homo in Training podcast is bite-sized entertainment that focuses on introspective conversations with two queer Latinx millennials. I know. Ew, millennials. Yes, we're gross. I get it. I'm disgusted, okay? Each week, we rotate between three segments called Thoughtful Moment, Entertainment Review, and some science shit. And you are lucky to be here for our science shit week. You might be thinking, bitch, three segments? Like, what the fuck? This is a stoner-esque podcast, okay? Because I'm a fellow stoner. I love the Merge Joanger. And if you know a stoner, you know that they love to change subjects all the fucking time. And honestly, that's really how my brain works normally. That's why this podcast changes subjects so much because I get really bored if I stick to one subject and I just really wanted to keep myself from being bored. And you know what? We can't be tamed, ho. We multifaceted, multidimensional. We don't take one road, diverge in a yellow wood brick road, bitch. Now, this science shit segment is where I break down some science questions that are either audience submitted or some of my favorite things. And you might be also thinking, science, bitch, that's so fucking random. Like, people don't even find science interesting. And that is the main reason why I wanted to create this science segment, is because I fucking love science. And you rarely see this topic covered anywhere with pop culture. And I cover all sciences, so I don't want to focus on just astronomy or biology or mechanics. I want you to be interested in, like, science as a whole, because, bitch, there is so much interesting things out there and I just hope that I can inspire you to go deeper in this subject and do further readings because I try to make every episode like less than 40 minutes and I just can't cover the history of everything in that amount of time so I hope it inspires you to go look for yourself. And this time we're gonna talk about Venus because I don't know if y'all done heard there have been some papers published that show that there could be life on Venus. Oh my God, can you believe? And I'm sure you can't. So I'm gonna explain to you why you should believe. So why fucking Venus? Listen, you guys, I fucking love Venus. I have always loved her. I think she's an amazing planet. And you know what? Like the real reason why I really do love Venus is because it was a second Earth. And like, it is so fucking cool because it used to look like Earth. There is proof that there used to be water on there. I think it's 95% the size of Earth, which I mean, come on, it's pretty much the same size. And it's the second planet to the sun. So if y'all know Mercury, she's a little one, she's in the front, and then there's Venus. Also, Venus is not really a place you want to live. Even though it looks kind of like Earth, Venus is actually the hottest planet in our solar system. Believe it or not, you know, you would think like Mercury, like you're closer to the sun. Why aren't you the hottest? It's not because of the sun. It's actually because of something called the greenhouse effect, which if you live on Earth, which I think everybody here does, y'all know that the greenhouse effect is what is causing global warming. So just like a really quick little explanation, 
The greenhouse effect is when carbon dioxide, CO2, traps heat from escaping Earth's atmosphere. If you've ever been in a greenhouse or there are some houses in Kansas where I'm from that have like a front porch and it's like covered. Sometimes it's glass, most of the time it's like a screen, but a lot of times it's glass. If you guys have ever been in one of those, it's fucking hot. It's humid and it's just like not really fun. Like, like, bitch, get in the fucking house. But that is essentially what is going on is it's trapping all of this heat from escaping. So Venus is a really good example of what happens when that shit goes crazy. They call it the runaway greenhouse effect, which is pretty much like once that shit started getting hot, it was pretty much inevitable. Venus is 806 degrees on the surface. That's fucking hot. That is so hot it melts lead. Lead, which is like really strong here on Earth. It's the third brightest object in the sky, which is fucking badass because the only other two brightest ones are the sun and the moon, which you already know, those are fucking big in the sky. So to know that this planet is the third brightest thing in the sky, that is fucking badass. But the reason that it's the brightest is because those clouds reflect the majority of the sunlight, like dude, almost like 90%. So these clouds are not letting any sunlight in. And what is actually making it hot is all that CO2 that trapped all that heat into the planet. And now the heat can't escape. Don't get me wrong. CO2 is awesome. I mean, carbon dioxide is the reason why Earth is habitable, you know, because if we didn't have carbon dioxide to hold on to the heat, it'd be cold as fuck. And too much of it obviously will fucking kill us, but a little bit helps regulate the planet's temperature and makes it habitable for us. So Venus is a really good example of what happens when there's way too much CO2 or carbon dioxide. Now the CO2 levels are extremely high on Venus. So let's compare it to Earth. Okay, nitrogen, there's 78%. Oxygen, there's 21%. Argon, it's like 1%. And then carbon dioxide is at 0.04%. So we do have some, just not that much. Now Venus, on the other hand, if you want to see the gases in, in that atmosphere, carbon dioxide is at 96.5% of its atmosphere, and then 3% um, nitrogen. And those extremes really show you what can happen if your planet ends up getting fucking 96% carbon dioxide. It's going to be a fucking hellhole. Hot, 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 hot. Now, not only is Venus hot, but Venus is heavy, girl, like heavy. Now, Earth, we have atmospheric pressure. I want you to think of atmospheric pressure as the weight of air. Might be a completely new concept for you, right? Like air weighs something? What? But yeah, dude, air fucking weighs something. Like Earth, we have an atmosphere and we have an atmospheric pressure putting a force of 14 pounds for every square inch on your body. So that basically means there's a fucking 14 pound weight on your body the whole time. That's why your arms get tired when you hold them out. That's why like when you're walking, your feet hurt. You know, you are constantly being weighed down by this air. If you were to step on the surface of Venus, it would be as if 1,323 pounds of pressure every square inch of your body. Compare that to 14 to 1,323, that will crush you. And the Russians learned that the hard way 
when they sent probes to the planet and they were literally crushed in midair. The Russians were able to get two spacecrafts called the Venera 9 and Venera 13 to land successfully on the surface, but they didn't last very long. Venera 9 lasted 53 minutes. Venera 13 actually lasted 127 minutes, and that's like a whole movie. So, I mean, that's awesome. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And how to sort of, like, respect that. You know what I mean? So many people... It's so horrible. I get so upset reading comments on people's posts. You know what I mean? And I get so, like, personally involved. I just want to, like, attack, but I can't. You know what I mean? And another thing that makes Venus kind of crazy, kind of kooky, it rotates backwards. It rotates so slow that it takes 243 days for it to rotate one time. Now... Earth takes 24 hours for our planet to rotate one time. That is insane. Like literally the, the planet actually goes around the sun faster than it takes for it to rotate one time around, which is just ridiculous. Like that is insane. And nobody really knows why it's going backwards and why it's going so slow. Like check out our Instagram because I'll be posting throughout this whole week about Venus and I'm going to post planet rotation. So you'll see how all the planets rotate. Pretty much, they all rotate the same way except for Uranus. Dude, Uranus is actually fucking crazy because it is rolling on its side. Venus happens to rotate backwards and very slowly. You know, on Earth, our magnetic field is generated by its core, but it's because the planet is spinning. And this spinning mechanism is what allows our planet to create this, like, force field around us. And unfortunately, Venus doesn't have that. And because it's closer to the sun, that sun stripped away any remaining protection that it had, which, you know, contributes to all that water being lost in the beginning. You know how we talked about Venus used to have water. Not having a magnetic field to protect the planet really fucked it up and contributed to it getting too hot, too much carbon dioxide and all that stuff. So, so that's the basics about Venus. I mean, there's so much more I can go into about Venus. You know, all the volcanoes, the fact that it doesn't have tectonic plates, you can go on about the things. But why we're here is to talk about the life on Venus and what that means. So that's going to be the focus. But if you want to hear more, if you want me to go into a deeper dive about Venus, because there was about 40 probes that were sent to Venus. So we can really talk about it because I fucking love that planet. Um, so please email us at Homo in Training because I would love to hear your thoughts and your opinions about my science segment because this is so much much fun. I just do so much research and I just learned so much about things that I thought I knew that I'm just like, oh wait, you really don't understand that. And by having to make a podcast where I explain these concepts in a way that people can understand, I really have to understand it myself so I can make these comparisons. So I hope you enjoy it and let's talk about why there's life on Venus. Okay, so now, life on Venus, what the fuck? To be clear, I might have clickbaited a little bit by saying life on Venus. So, gotcha. Got <laughs> And the reason that I say it's clickbait is because there is signs that there might be life on Venus, but it also could not be life. But you know, if you want someone to click on your fucking article, you gotta, you gotta be sensational. You gotta be like, life on Venus, right now, they wanna talk to you. Uh, fucking click the ad if you want to talk to someone from Venus. Um, and 
it just means that there is something happening on Venus that we don't understand yet. Now, what is that? So recently, if you've seen any articles, if you've seen anything in the newspaper, like life on Venus, whatever, they actually found phosphine in the upper atmosphere. Now, I am not a chemist. I do not... Bitch, I barely know fucking oxygen, okay? I know that is two, oxi two oxygen uh, molecules. I don't know, bitch. <laughs> anyway, but phosphine is a type of chemical that is, cre that is a type of molecule that is created on Earth through living organisms. Animals, people, we create phosphine. People create it through like industrial processes. We use it in farming with pesticides. Um, they use phosphine in microchips and stuff. And it also comes from microbes, which are, you know, little, little baby, baby, baby. Not bacteria because that's different, but for the lack of a better comparison, it's bacteria that don't need oxygen to survive. And through, you know, their pooping, their farting, whatever they do, they create phosphine. Now, Venus, as you know, has no oxygen, so it works perfect for microbes that don't need oxygen to survive. You know, when people say life on Venus, they usually think of, like, those aliens that fucking have those, like, oval faces and big old eyes. Like, those are not the type of life that we're talking about. If we're going to find any type of life on any of these planets other than Earth, it's going to be microbial. It's going to be little things that we might not necessarily off the top of our heads be like oh that's a living organism right because there is bacteria everywhere like literally you guys the whole world is bacteria the whole world is microbes there is a bigger world that we can't even see that is living on our skin living on every single surface every single water molecule every cloud every gust of air there is some microbe living there which is great you know, because that shit helps, you know, keep us alive and shit, you know, but it's more of the way that we need to be thinking about the life that's going to be discovered. And since we are from Earth, we really don't have any other comparison of living organisms other than what we see here. You know, it'd be like me asking you to create a color that we've never seen before. It's just not possible for us to even conceptualize that type of thing because we don't know we've never seen it so it's hard to know and you know we obviously can't fucking go to venus and just scoop up some air and test it well not yet we will eventually hopefully that this little discovery is going to make people interested about venus and like yeah mars is cool but like fucking venus is closer and fucking cooler bitch now, since we can't go to Venus and scoop up the air, this discovery was actually done using very powerful telescopes on Earth, where they looked at the light that was reflected from the surface of Venus. Now, light, if you guys have ever seen like a Pink Floyd album cover, you know like a light that goes through a prism separates into the rainbow, which is why when you look outside after it rains, you see rainbows because the light is refracting off of the water in the air and it's splitting and making those rainbows which is really cool and phosphine actually absorbs one of those colors and these scientists did multiple studies you know back when clinton was in office they theorized that there was life on venus you know they had certain evidence that shows that something is happening in that atmosphere where light is being absorbed and we don't know what it is 
And these scientists were able to use multiple telescopes to look at Venus to see, okay, it would be like you looking through a telescope and seeing nine colors. And if one of them is missing, and that color happens to be the one that phosphine absorbs, then it's pretty clear that there's phosphine in the air and aka there might be life. Now, you might be thinking, okay, well, fucking Venus, there could be other reasons why it's created because, you know, it could also be created by lightning, volcanoes. So we want to make sure those natural processes are not causing this spike in phosphine. And, you know, these scientists, you know, they squeeze the numbers, they did the calculations, and it, it actually shows there is way too much of it for it to be created naturally, which is fucking crazy. So that's why they're making that connection that it could be life. There could be. It is still a hypothesis. You know, there's still more. You know, we need to send rovers. You know, we need to send shit there. And we need to prove that it's there. So we want to make sure that in the future that we're fucking having these voyages to Venus. Like, I, if you remember, I told you that it was about 806 degrees um, Fahrenheit on the surface. And you're probably thinking, like, where the fuck is this microbe going to fucking live? And it lives about 30 miles above the hot surface, where the temperature actually goes down to 158 degrees Fahrenheit which is still hot. Don't fucking get me wrong. I mean, I guess unless you live in fucking Arizona, then you, you probably have seen those temperatures before. But to compare that to uh, like like something that's really hot is firefighters here on Earth, you know, their fire suits can actually withstand temperatures way hotter. So living in the clouds would actually be a lot cooler than living on the surface, which is where they think that these microbes are living is in the clouds. We have microbes living in our clouds. There are microbes living in the air and there are airborne microbes that do mostly live in the air. So it is pretty probable that Venus also has that same thing. Their clouds are made of sulfuric acid. Just hearing the word acid, it's not very nice. It is a very fucking corrosive, flesh-eating acid. These microbes have to be tough as fuck, but like I said... On Earth, the microbes that create phosphine are the ones that are tough as fuck, are the ones that are living in these oxygen-poor places, which, I mean, if they're going to be somewhere, they're going to be in there. So that's pretty much it, you know? It's not that big of a... It's a big deal, trust me. It's a fucking big deal. But it's really just a hypothesis right now, and it's more to get people excited, and hopefully it will spark something in people that will be like, you know what? We need to get out there and explore this fucking solar system, you know, like, I'm, I hate colonization, because, you know, white people done fucked it up for everybody, but I do think it's important that we learn about these other planets, because they are our past, present, and future, and we have to learn about them, and like I said, you know, Venus has carbon dioxide in their atmosphere, so do we, we're also burning shit in our fucking atmosphere that is making the carbon dioxide levels rise substantially, so it's very important for us to know the side effects that this has so that hopefully people can stop being dumb and stop polluting. And I don't mean people, like everyone listening, you guys are not the polluters. Obviously, it's these big companies. It's these big corporations that are polluting. Let's wrap this shit up because we've been talking about Vini for a really long time. And I want to wrap up with why it's important that we should visit. Wrapping it up, wrapping it up. 
What's most important and what might have got missed in some of the headlines about this paper is the following. Even if confirmed, we emphasize that the detection of phosphine is not robust evidence for life, only for anomalous and unexplained chemistry. Basically, the authors recognize that Earth-type life is, yes, a possible explanation for the phosphine they found in the atmosphere of Venus, but most likely it's some other chemical reaction that we simply just don't know about yet. And there's just so much work that needs to be done to understand the inner workings of Venus and all of its mystery. This is still a hypothesis, okay? This does not necessarily mean there is life, but bitch, it might be. And that is the important part, that it could be. And it's more of a reason for us to go out there and discover what is causing this fucking phosphine. You know, what the hell? Where? What is it? You know, and like I said earlier, Venus is a glimpse of what Earth could look like. You know, Venus used to have a magnetic field. It used to have water. It used to look like Earth. Bitch, it's the same size as Earth. So it was pretty much an Earth too. And I think that Venus for us is a very good glimpse of what our future will look like if we don't get our shit together. Because we are just putting so much carbon dioxide back into the environment. And not just that, as we're cutting down these trees, we're fucking up the ocean and the cyanobacteria and trees are a big reason why we have so much oxygen on earth the oxygen on earth wasn't brought here now earth has some oxygen as you know we all use it to breathe we love it mm, feels so good but you know it wasn't there before there was a time back in earth's atmosphere where it didn't have any oxygen it was actually created by life there is something that i mentioned earlier called cyanobacteria which is the first organism that started expelling oxygen as a byproduct. So you know how you guys poop poop? These cyanobacteria pooped oxygen. And because there were so many of them, and because they took advantage of the sun, they were able to multiply and create so much oxygen that it killed 99% of all life on Earth. That is fucking insane and now you can't even imagine living in a place that has no oxygen imagine 99 percent of all the living organisms on earth were doing just fine but just because this bitch came on and fucking started pooping oxygen they were gone you know and a lot of them had to move to like the depths of the planet where there's like hyperthermal vents where there's no oxygen very inhospitable actually it's actually terrible and, you know, life is thriving there. And they hypothesize that, yes, 99% died, but that 1% went to go live in those little remote pieces. And then cyanobacteria just filled the earth up with oxygen and every animal loved oxygen after that. So it's crazy. And, you know, if there is life on Venus, like, where did it come from? You know, there's this theory of panspermia, which is so fucking dumb. I hate that name. I hate scientists because they really think of the dumbest names. But, you know, it's where life was seeded throughout the solar system that it didn't come from Earth. It came from somewhere else and was brought here because, you know, there have been rocks of Venus and rocks of Mars found on Earth, which is really cool. And it shows that, you know, all the planets did exchange some material at some point. So there are theories that life did come from another place. And how cool would it be to find life somewhere? Bitch, that would mean that there is life everywhere. And that means that we weren't created here on Earth. So that would change everything. You know, Christians wouldn't like it, but it's just such a cool possibility to think about. And I hope that this discovery of Venus shows people that there are multiple ways of being on other planets. That doesn't necessarily mean 
being on the ground because Venus is so much closer. It's so much easier to live there in the clouds. Like I said, it's only 158 degrees. Other than the sulfuric acid, you need to have protection um, from the heat and the sulfuric acid, and you need to breathe oxygen. And since the atmosphere is majority carbon dioxide, if you know, carbon dioxide is carbon and oxygen mixed together. If you just separate those two, you'll have your oxygen. So Venus is a viable source. It just means that we would live in like cloud cities. It would be more like balloons that people could live in. It wouldn't be living on the ground. And if I'm going to choose a place, it's going to be in the clouds. Um, well, actually, I would choose Earth because Earth is the only habitable planet for me. Me personally, me as a human, I can only live on Earth because everywhere else will kill me. But in the future, I know people want to explore. I know people want to, you know, go to other places. And Venus is badass. It's cool. She's hot and she's heavy, but she's my girl, you know? She's actually my second favorite planet. Jupiter is my number one. I love Jupiter. Now, I'm definitely going to get into an episode and tell you about fucking Jupiter. I want to tell you right now we're going to have a whole hour about Jupiter, bitch. But Venus is needs to be respected, and I hope that you learned something about Venus. I hope that you got excited and you're like, life? What? Panspermia? What? Because this stuff is fucking badass and better technology gets, the more affordable it gets, the more discoveries we're going to make and the easier it's going to be for us to really advance in life. And, you know, right now, 2020 is not that great. You know, we already know that leadership is not where it should be. We know that we're all broke, you know, racism, fucking inequality in the genders. We know everything is fucking us up right now, but... If we look towards the sky and we look towards a future, that's what's going to save us, you know, realizing, damn, we really just have one earth and we're over here fucking fighting like it's fucking, you know, people really think of colonizing other planets as like an escape plan of earth and you guys, earth is our only escape plan. Like that is the only option. There is no way that we're going to be able to terraform any of these places to make them remotely similar to Earth. It took millions of years for Earth to become that the habitable place it is now. We're not going to do it in 30 years, you guys. It's just not possible. Earth is our only option, is our only planet. Our great-grandkids might be able to think differently, but for us, you guys, this is the only planet we have. And we can't be thinking that Mars and Venus are going to be where we end up. This is our planet. This is our home, and we need to treat it as such. If we're going to terraform anything, it better be this fucking planet. I love you guys. Thank you for all the responses. I've gotten a lot of good responses on Instagram. We've had so many reviews. You know, we're going to do another updated thank yous. Oh, thank you guys so much. Join me next week, me and Leslie, as we talk about mm, politics. Because as you know, voting is coming up in November. So join me next week. All right, bye.